we are back boys welcome to another episode of the worst things first fantasy report alongside with me is my co-host your league's absolutely worst john and myself your first place champion face of the whole entire league cs also on board for this whole ride we have our guest host two-time champion and calendar punishment favorite miko and uh so today's episode it's all about logic we're gonna be bringing in a few fellow members who got roasted to hell in the last episode to not only defend their honor but to explain their draft strategy and logic so the banners have been called boys we're gonna start off with uh with wesley here so wes uh you want to say what's up to everyone what's up y'all what's going on so, Wes, uh, based off of Yahoo, you are scheduled to be last oh place uh, and just one win. But as we all know, that uh, Yahoo rankings have not been the most accurate at all. So, I'm hoping so. I need Miko to be on this calendar. <laughs> I'm gonna be in this calendar. Like I thought, I thought of twelve different settings and poses for you, Miko. Damn, what said I alone can do this whole calendar for you? <laughs> I hate everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I don't know how to respond to this Yahoo thing, man. That, that shit got me tripping a little bit. All right, man. So so I know that throughout NOLA, you were all telling us, you're like, I want Derrick Henry. Like, he's, he's, he's the one I want. But why yeah. specifically Derrick Henry? Well, I mean, I was fifth pick, so for sure, Kamara, Cook, and uh, CMC were gone. Um, but I definitely did not want Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, I think <laughs> no, hell no. I mean, I don't know why Howard picked that. Yeah, that was pretty uh, wild. Yeah, I, I'm so happy about that because Dak Prescott at the time was had, dealing with his rotator cuff, so if he's not throwing, then Ezekiel Elliott was going to throw up the same numbers as he was before, right? And then if you look at Derrick Henry, he's the only one that has the same quarterback, has the same team, except now they have who? Julio Jones. Who? So what is that, what is that going to do? That's going to spread the box out. That's, that's not going to be seven in the box, right? So it's going to be harder to D up Derrick Henry and these elite re- receivers. So okay, that's why I wanted okay. Derrick Henry. So you weren't even worried about like that it's PPR, but more so of how it was just open up, open up the lanes for Derrick Henry, essentially. Yeah, I mean, he came out from, what, a 2,000-yard uh, season, right? That's that's with PPR. That's still beast mode. And then now y'all, they, the defenses have to deal with Julio Jones, too. I like Crash that call. As a Julio Jones owner, I approve that message. Yeah, I mean, Julio Jones <laughs> had no – who was, who was a Matty Ice? Matty Ice was throwing him? That dude was trash. He couldn't find Julio Jones in the end zone for shit. I think Derrick Henry was a good pick round one. Yeah, fifth fifth pick? I mean, who else would you pick? Nobody really. I mean, maybe you could reach for Kelsey. I would have I would have probably gone Kelsey. The Kelsey-Mahomes combo-wombo. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, like, even Devontae, he's a sick receiver, but like the whole Aaron Rodgers thing drama, right? You just didn't know who was what at the time. Drama? Bro, it's the fuck you tour. He's going to be... It's, yeah, Throwing like bombs. He just he just has to stay healthy, man. He's 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 kind of in that uh, Dalvin Cook territory. Yeah. Where it's just injuries, but when he's completely healthy, goddamn, the man can eat. 
And I wasn't going to gamble on Saquon, Saquon either, so... That, yeah, Derrick Henry was a good pick. That's good. But, but Patrick Mahomes in the second? Yeah. yeah, so were you trying to go like, all right, I'm going to get... I'm going to get RB, then I'm going to try to pick up Mahomes if he doesn't get picked up. And then the third round, you picked a tight end, so. No, I mean, that kind of, I was going to reach, but then what happened was I wanted Antonio Gibson so badly. (laughs) (laughs) Some guy in here picked him up first, and I was pretty sad, actually. (laughs) That's the thing, dude. When someone picks your guy, you're just I was so sad, but then, like, I'm never sold on Joe Mixon. I just never... Should have picked him. Uh, I'm no, not impressed. I'm not impressed, man. I, I think I had him. Or no, did I have him one season? I think I did. Not impressed. I love Joe Mixon. DK Metcalf, Nick, Nick Chubb, Justin Jefferson. They were all picked already. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Keenan Allen. You didn't want any of those? No, I, I knew Patrick Mahomes would definitely be a, like a low or a high floor every time. So, so you, were, you, were, you were banking on the safety. The explosion that Mahomes can give you every week. Correct. So that combined with Derrick Henry? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You're going okay. for, instead of depth, you're going for just sudden forget players. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, Patrick Mahomes also not only lost in the Super Bowl, but they strengthened up their offensive line. Extra by, like, a lot. Yeah. So... And his weapons aren't, they're not any different either. I mean, it's the same weapons. So, I mean, you're talking about he's still going to come back with the same team chemistry. So, okay. Uh, what an argument can be made with QB, taking the QB so early. If you look at the next QB that was taken, it was in the fourth round, right? Josh Allen. Josh like. Allen, yeah. So, you can make the argument that in the second round, you could have picked up a, a stud wide receiver, then. Waited maybe the fourth fourth round where all the other like Josh Allen, Kyler Murray picked them one of them up, essentially make the same amount of points or similar amount of points as Patrick Mahomes, and you're still you still have a wide receiver that's mm. gonna produce so I, for you every I week. I mean that could have played out like that. Yeah, that's a gamble but, though. Like, are yeah. you willing? If you if you really like Patrick Mahomes, then you have to get him a little earlier than expected. Yeah, I don't and think. Uh, Patrick Mahomes would have fell to him in the next round. No, I don't think so either, man. I'm just Good making fly. the argument that... No, I just, see what you're saying. I mean, you just, just temper your expectations. Patrick Mahomes is still going to do really good this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Kyler... Tom Brady or, does better. Yeah, one of those or later <laughs> rounds. Or Josh Allen. Jeez. Kyler Murray! Dang, Kyler? I, I'm pretty high up on Kyler. I'll you are. You. I'll trade you. I mean, he he has a lot of weapons, man. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Who has oh. Kyler, anyways? Who does have Kyler, anyways? I'm so high on Arizona, dude. <laughs> oh, it's see. Oh gosh. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I'm about to SQ. This guy's supposed to be the best draft. Oh god. This is All it, right. man. So we'll just we'll just keep going down the round. So yeah, I can't wait. I can't this wait for is, my fourth this pick. This is pretty safe still, dude. We'll, we'll get a little bit <laughs> farther. Go ahead, dude. So, so. I, I'm waiting for a fourth pick, dude. We can go ahead and skip George Kittle because George Kittle, right? <laughs> so three rounds in. George Kittle's fine. Team teams are looking scary, right? Teams yep. are looking good. 
All right, so your fourth right, pick. Here we go. Let's I've been just, waiting yeah, for this just, all day. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. All right, well, so I know that you've been very high on James Robinson um, solely because you picked him up, what, for free? For free. For free last year. For what free. What was the thought process? Knowing Etienne was not only higher in, like, ADP in his draft uh, positioning, but, like, they have a completely new coach. They got a new quarterback. What yeah. made you decide Robinson in the fourth? Man, he's – I mean, even though ETM was supposed to be higher ADP, like, y'all already – the league, the coaches already know what Robinson can already do coming in, right? And so if you look even, like, past, like, round two, round three, I'm, I mean, I just don't think any other – the running backs beforehand were even producing as much as Robinson. Robinson last season with – all his yards, everything. He's the top ten running back of the league. I think he was top six. Top six. Well, and, and and so why did he fall so far? I mean, just because ETN was in the picture, and now you have a quarterback that can throw. I mean, you can. He's going to be utilizing a lot of receptions as points as well for PPR. Well, the argument is it's a new coaching staff, so sure. it's the coaching. It's a coaching staff that doesn't even want or not. They don't want James Robinson. They drafted ETN to be the running back. He was yeah. adopted into it. So it's a different coaching staff. And you've made the argument that the coaches already know what James Robinson is. And that's why they drafted high to get ETN. So if ETN were to, were to be healthy, I could easily see James Robinson taking the back seat eventually. Back seat? You think in a committee? But I mean, look at... I mean. If you want to look at beforehand too, I mean, what is it? Not Dalvin Cook. No, I think I think uh, like what Wallace is looking. I think that James Robinson, it was his position to lose. So if he continued to perform it'd well, still be fighting. Yeah, even if the w- coaches won ETN. Yeah, then he would start because it's one of those things where, like, damn, like this guy's balling for us still. So why would we put in just because ETN's a first round? But the lead should be very very short. Yeah. Uh, I think the main thing is though that even though I'm personally not mad at the pick, I think you could have gotten Robinson much later, like maybe around six. Because if ETN got picked up in the fifth, and people are very high on him, I think everyone that was in all was high on him. Um, probably, I think so too. You probably yeah. could have got him in the sixth. So like, what made you jump to Robinson? I mean, I was looking at all the running backs being picked, and I. I already had a, I already have an elite running back, but the thing is, like, I, I still trust James Robinson. I mean, I was looking at, I was thinking, even all the running backs before, like Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, those are, are Baltimore, is not, are they not committee teams as well? But like in my head, I was still thinking James Robinson was still a top ten running back compared to all these other running backs, even your Nick Chubbs, your J.K. Dobbins, all of them, they he outperformed them last season too, and so. Again, going off what you said, it was his spot to lose. If he's going to ball out still, then what makes you think ETN would still have a spot? All right, all right. So you were you were you were you were you were betting heavily on the upside. Yeah, you were betting heavily on the upside. So I don't know. It, I do, I still feel like because James Robinson, James Robinson finished number six overall because he was the only one on the team to get those touches. They had no QB. The receivers were hurt. 
James Robson was the offense. Now you coming into this year, you have a new QB who's supposed to be really good, T Law. Yeah. yeah. Then you're supposed to have ETM, but he got hurt already. Then you have you have your you have your receivers back. Uh, let's so, take a second to admire that really quick. How does that make you feel, John? How does that make you feel, John? <laughs> the, 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 the reach of the draft just became the biggest steal of the draft in one uh, swift motion, bro. Uh, I, I, I no words. It's just my life. It's my fantasy life. I can't believe it. Oh shit. I don't it, was supposed to, it was supposed to happen to Miko, but the but it missed and hit John, dude. Yeah, no, nah, John, you were you weren't supposed to be the target of this, man. You yeah. just got caught in the fire, bro. Supposed to go down, dude. Uh, it's very <laughs> I'm very sad, but at least like I said before, at least it's my fifth round pick, and it's not like yeah my first sure. round. And I also feel like as much. I don't, I don't yeah, think you would have fair. started him either, right? I uh, week one, I don't think you would have started him. No, I well, no, uh, in my flex maybe, over Chase. Oh, yeah. Chase Claypool, yeah. Over Chase or over. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I guess they're playing the Texans, so. Damn, James Robinson about to be top five running back week one, dude. Dude, I, the Texans. I will say, I mean, I did luck out with that. That was so fortunate. I was so fortunate, and I'm glad. <laughs> Oh, I'm shit. glad it played out the way it did. Hey, you know, call Yahoo, call, call Yahoo, dude. I need to see what the prediction is now. <laughs> <laughs> I need y'all to recalculate your your algorithm. Yeah, I need to. See. I got a, I got two top ten running backs in the league right now, man. For now. For now, but that's still. I just need to get to oh, playoffs, man. I, I need to get to playoffs and then watch. I don't know, fifty percent of this population crumble. So how do you go ahead, John. How do you feel about Miko's criticism towards your draft logic? I mean, he's he's right. I mean, during the time he was definitely <laughs> oh, what the fuck are you doing, Wes? But <laughs> now I can't wait. It's gonna be even funnier when he crumbles and loses to me. When I crumble, oh god, the two time oh. becomes a three time. Miko needs some courage juice. He's so quiet right now. <laughs> Miko hasn't said anything. Uh, Miko needs some uh, tequila. Miko, stop being so Some Casamigos, you know. James Robinson, dude, should have been a fail. <laughs> it's 100%. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I can roast your fifth pick. Your fifth, personally, I think your fifth pick is also. Oh, Miles Gaskin? Miles? Yeah. I'd roast the Devontae. Yeah, what's going on that? I don't like like he has a lot of Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. The, the I was, dude, I was at this point, I think I was buzzing as hell and I was in the Louisiana <laughs> spirit of gambling. So I went fucking number one pick, Devontae Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's gonna be your he's your hard carry receiver, huh? Yeah. But, but I think at the time too, I, I had it I pulled up a lot of his stuff and it, it was they were already saying that he was WR1 for the Eagles. Hmm. Yeah, but who does he have passing to him? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Is the WR1 for New England a solid pick? Or WR1 for the Lions? The yeah, the Giants. Kenny Galladay. So. Uh, 
Big gamble, dude. Yeah, like I said, at this point, the Louisiana spirit was in me, dude. I mean, you, <laughs> when, in the round six, when you're drafting a wide receiver, when you have none, you're looking for upside. And, I mean, I don't like it, but <laughs> I, you had to at this point. Who else is there? Actually, I lied. You had There's Odell Beckham Jr., dude. You're a failure. Nah, I don't trust that. <laughs> I don't. Fuck that, dude. Bro, DJ that. Chark, too? I love DJ Chark. Chase DJ Claypool. Char- Chase Claypool. You fools. Michael Bro, Thomas. What you mean? Michael Jamar Thomas. Chase. Jamar Chase taking two picks before me. What do you mean, dude? We're talking about the one and twos of wide receivers. Damn. Or the draft. Hey, bet now who's going to be better, Jamar you, Chase or Devontae? Hey, 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 your boy. Hey, check check the stats, bro. Jamar Chase struggling with these catches, homie. I love Uh-oh. Jamar Chase. Pull it up. Pull it up. Bro, Star stud. He hasn't played football in two years, dude. And you picked him before Devontae Smith? No, Devontae Smith's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just scared that this dude's going to get fucking hit, and that's going to be it. Like, this dude is like... He's a baby. What, he, he's, he's six so foot, weighing yeah. at like 160. <laughs> the way I see it, there has to be a reason why Jamar Chase got drafted before Devontae Smith. And also, Joe Burrow is better than Jalen Hurts. I... Thing. Better passer, better passer. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, as a whole quarterback, because he got drafted number one, so you'd assume so. Also, Cincinnati is like they're looking kind of solid, actually. Yeah, That's if they can get it together, man. A lot of speculation, man. You don't know, you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> this is nope. true. I wanted to Higgins, though. I don't. That's I really who I wanted. <sighs> Oh, Everyone wanted T. Higgins. <laughs> I was like, CS, dude, I had five tabs of T. Higgins on my phone. <laughs> YouTube video playing. It's <laughs> all in, dude. Oh, uh, shit, fucking Steven. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, but I think, honestly, I'd rather have DJ Chark or Odell. DJ Ch- I don't like DJ yeah. Chark. Maybe I just don't think Odell's do, going to be. He didn't do good for you last year, John. Trash. But the year before, who had him? Intro, John. You gotta give him a break. Uh, him the year before, bro. I watched him on the field, bro. He sucks. And Gardner Minshew was passing to him, dude. <clears throat> Let me see. Let me see. Steven had him. DJ Chark? Oh, uh, two years ago. That was a good year. That was a better year. Hey, who had, or side note, who has uh, Swift on Detroit? Pops. Oh, I'm sorry, Pops. Your boy ain't gonna make it. Why? Update? No, uh, I think he's still recovering from injury, no? Yeah, he's he's questionable for week one. Highly, highly questionable. Hey, I, I, got, like the, I got his backup. Is gonna be the James Robinson of this year. That's if he stays healthy, man. But the thing is, DeAndre Swift was like a, what, top four round pick? Yeah, so James Robinson. Be so you think he should? I would say the next James Robinson would be someone that does that gets picked up in the waivers. Oh, in that like Ramondre Stevenson or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> or wait, so let me ask you this: If I didn't go James Robinson, if if I didn't go James Robinson, what would have been the better pick? Etn straight up, or who would y'all have gone if y'all were in my position? Let me see. Let me pull up your. Mm. I would have gone. I would have picked up Daryl Henderson. He's actually Henderson. supposed to be the starter. 
Josh Jacobs Mike, for sure. Or Mike Davis. Or Adam Thielen. At the Basically time. anybody. Yeah, anybody but <laughs> Hey, but you know what? <laughs> Almost everyone on in round five, except for Brandon Ayuk and Kyle Pitts and Chase Edmonds. Maybe well, I guess even Kyle Pitts. T. Higgins, he could have been there instead. <laughs> I wouldn't have been there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man! So what is is four round four and five your turnaround, or three and four your turnaround? Well, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle, kind of. So you're four and five. Oh, f- oh okay. So it doesn't really matter. So I think you could have gotten anyone in round five, anyone in round six, and then James Robinson in round seven in as your sixth round. So pretty much you could have picked two columns worth and then shifted <laughs> <laughs> James and then Robinson. Wow. Now James Robinson is a third round pick. So hey. Yeah. So job, it, during the draft time, bad pick. <laughs> Where I'm at now quite happy with where I'm at now. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> fucking lucky mother. At the expense of John, he's happy oh, where Jesus. he is right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, man, it was a gambling weekend, all right? And gamble I did. This was not a gamble. I don't... What kind we're, of... We're, we're actually fortunate that Wes drafted him earlier because can you imagine if he went and drafted James Robinson in, like, the sixth or seventh and then decided to go, like, Julio and Deontay or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what you're trying to say. Worse. That's true, too. <laughs> that'd be like top five team. Oh, it's, shit. Then West has James Robinson, Julio, Deontay Johnson, and Derrick Henry, and Patrick Mahomes and Kittle. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, basically, no. if you think about, if you, since you're in the gambling <clears throat> mood, your James Robinson pick was hitting when you have an 18 and dealer showing. Oh, shit. Yes. Nah, I, I would say more of... Nah, dude. It was like the dealer had a 18 and I had a 5 and I hit. You what? hit on a 5. You hit it on a 5. No. <laughs> right? I that's would the gamble. gamble. Bro, that's... Okay. <laughs> the gamble is the dealer's <laughs> showing a face card. Oh, oh, shit. Dealer's, dealer's showing the face. God damn, this is a ruined analogy, bro. We have to end this. Wesley, please. What? It would be. Okay. Got it. So I shouldn't have hit it. <laughs> but I did it anyway. Got a three, baby. <laughs> got, got a three, dude. I got a three, dude. I got a three. Got a three, and the rest of the table busted because he decided to hit on an 18. <laughs> dealer beats everyone except Wes, dude. Oh, God. This is it. Freaking. Is the dealer Miko? He was that guy. He was that guy at the table, bro. All right. John is the dealer. Uh, John is the guy next to Wesley that needed a three also. Oh, my God. All right. So, any uh, closing comments, Wes, before we let you go? Uh, not at all. See you guys in playoffs. All right. See y'all all in hell. <laughs> all right, y'all. <laughs> Wes, thank you for coming along. Yeah. See you week one. All right. Our next guest here, we have Howard here to explain his uh, unique draft, as you will, uh, to the rest of you guys. What's going on, Howard? What's up, guys? All right, man. So I know that throughout the years, you've always been a fan of drafting heavy on running backs. But this year, it seemed like you drafted pretty heavy, heavier than usual. So, uh, well, what was, what was the whole logic with regards to that, man? All right. So, 
I gotta preface this with a couple of things, right? So, okay, um, okay. for people who don't know, like I take a very kind of analytical approach to drafting, um, and right. you're gonna see that. That's when I come up with my arguments. I'm gonna come up with, I'm gonna come at it with a lot of data and stuff that I looked up, and then also okay. I guess you know, for people who play card games and draft a lot, I I do prescribe to like one fundamental principle. So whether it's Magic: The Gathering or Hearthstone or any deck building game, you know, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Your curve matters. There's a bunch of mechanics and flavors depending on the card game. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, you really just have to draft the best card or the best player. And so that's so you just kind took of, what it, yeah. what, what came to you then. You just drafted the best player overall. Exactly. That's my mindset uh-huh. going into these things. Um, and you, know, you guys have seen me with my laptop and my algorithm. I, I mean, without like spoiling the secret sauce, like the algorithm essentially combines a lot of different metrics and it gives a measure of what i think would be the best player at that pick so like okay. without telling you guys how what what's going on behind the scenes like that's essentially what it's telling me so that's kind of my strategy going in and so that's just a little bit of background as to why like what i'm thinking about before going into the draft um now does your algorithm also follow like certain lineups you know like your sleeper league for example uh you have two running backs opposed to ours that we just only have one. Does it still apply that or do you have to alter it? Yes. So I, there is a constraint um, where mm-hmm. I tell it to, um, I limit the amount of, what's it called? The amount of positions that I draft. So like I start off okay. saying, you know, I want four running backs, four wide receivers, and it's not going to give me more than one quarterback. And so it's going to give me the best quarterback it's going to give me one quarterback, one tight end, and one defense, which is usually what I tell it to do. Otherwise, oh. you know, if you don't set that parameter, you're just going to get four quarterbacks, right? Because they're going to be right, the highest right. one, yeah. So, I mean, I do account for that, and I do, like, it is balanced when it starts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't look to be like, let me draft 12 running backs. And, and, and one of the things that you're going to find is that, you know, I think you guys mentioned it before. I mean, our league does reach quite a bit, and it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Right? Like people do their own research, they watch, they watch footage. There's players oh. that they think are going to do well, and it's what makes our league competitive, right? And so it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing, but it's like you know, when certain players fall to you based on my algorithm, I just mm-hmm. pick them up. And so that's going to be really important later on. And then the other thing going in is, you know, actually when I was doing mock drafts, and seventy percent of them. Yeah. The second pick that I got was one of the wide receivers, right? Like, because mm. I drafted what? I drafted fourth. So the next time I would draft would be like the 16th pick. And so during that time, when I did my my practice drafts, I ended up with one of those wide receivers, like a Stefan Diggs, you know, Hopkins, Ridley, Metcalf, Jefferson, right? So looking at- I'm looking at this. So everyone got picked up all... Of your usual suspects yeah. pretty much got picked up. Yeah. Okay. And then, and so before I dive into that, I also want to do like, there was a little bit of strategy going in that I had before I even picked my first player, right? And that strategy was mm-hmm. that to me, wide receiver is the deepest position. There's so many of them. And the drop off after the first like 10 elite ones is pretty mm-hmm. significant, right? Like, if you don't end up with, like, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, D- Devontae Adams, you know, you end up with, you know, the difference between CD Lamb and Corey Davis is not that big. You'd be surprised by how small it is. I can, I can agree with that because right? I'm, I'm not really uh, too bullish on CD yet, but 
Yeah, I see what you mean. I see you what know you mean. I'm saying like that's 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 my that was my thing going in is I'm not gonna reach for a wide receiver unless it's one of those dudes, right? I'm not gonna waste like high draft capital unless it's one of those guys, like someone who's guaranteed at the end of the season to end up having 320 points, like something like that, right? That's the mm-hmm. stat line that I'm looking for and that I would have spent a first second round pick on. Okay. All right, that's that's just this is all before going into the draft. Then at the tight end position, right? Like you're, you know, people are on all of these sites, these you know Reddit sites, these consensus experts, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're hyping up these tight ends. But to me, once it's again, the drop off between the top three tight ends and the fourth tight end, like once you get past Kelsey, uh, Waller, maybe George Kittle, Kittle Waller, yeah. And then Mark Andrews ish because he was injured last season is kind of wonky. But once you get past those guys, it's like a hundred point difference, right? And then yeah. and then just you know for the sake of our listeners, like do you know, the difference between the number eight tight end last season and the number sixteen tight end is nine points, like on the season. Oh wow! So okay, okay. To me, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I got knocked on was drafting Gerald Gerald Everett in the thirteenth. I'm willing to water bet you that he's not he's gonna be a serviceable tight end. He's gonna end in that range between like number eight and number sixteen. And I can give you my reasons later, but anyways, that's that that's that's my strategy going in. I'm not gonna overpay for a wide receiver. And there were certain tight ends that I was gonna keep my eye on. So, you know, Kyle Pitts, Noah Fant, players like that where I think that they're gonna do well if they fall to me in a reasonable position in the draft that I'm gonna take. Yeah, and unfortunately, is, those are going to be ones that are going to be picked up pretty yeah, early. But you have no idea, right? So this is just before mm-hmm. even drafting. These are like these are my notes going in. I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. This is how I'm going to navigate the draft, right? Like just a basic game plan going in. All right. Okay. So now fair we can enough, jump into enough. the actual draft, right? So first right. pick, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, pretty straightforward, right? Like outside of CMC, Dalvin Cook, I don't think there's that much of a difference between that first round running back like sure Alvin Kamara Ezekiel Elliott um you know Derek Henry Saquon they all Aaron Jones they all come with you know their their pros and cons right but you know at the end of the day there's not much value to be gained having one over the other because it's the first round what but what made you specifically choose Zeke because I mean I'm sure you've done your mocks usually Zeke wouldn't be fourth yes so Zeke was going eighth I think that was what his ADP was when we were take yeah yeah right and so I, I reached for Zeke because, one, I mean, I really liked him in hard knocks. And he looked fit. Okay. And he, looked, he, he looked fast. He looked good, right? Can confirm. Can confirm. Been watching hard knocks. Yep. yep. And so that's, you know, that's one thing. Derrick Henry, to me, is, is good. But they added Julio Jones. Not that it's going to matter, but he's going to get his. But, you know, it, it was a personal preference. I think Zeke, Derrick Henry, it really, really wouldn't have made that much of a difference. And I just preferred Zeke. So okay, it's okay. not like that's what I was saying. Saquon, I tried to avoid, and I ended up getting him in sleeper, which I was like kind of okay about. But it's like he's still very injury prone. You have no idea if he's even playing week one. You know, yeah, he's you still know, questionable. Not, yeah, so questionable. Um, no, I, I I agree. You like if you were yeah. to get Saquon at number four, that's oof, that's too scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if it's like okay, if you then... you know, Derek Henry would have been okay. I think any yeah. any of those running backs would have been okay, and. And it's not necessarily I had to go running back. It just I had a personal preference for Zeke. I liked the way he looked. You know, I could have just as e- easily gone Devontae Adams, but the way that I was doing my mock drafts, like mm-hmm. I, in like seventy percent of them, I was getting a wide receiver on that turn. 
So that's okay. my mindset going in, right? It'd be like, it would, in most of them, it was like Zeke Diggs or like Zeke Calvin Ridley, some, some combination of that. But my second round was originally where I thought I would get my wide receiver one. I see. Okay. Right? Okay. Like if you look okay. at it, right? Like the reaches that really kind of made Joe Mixon fall is like the Austin Eckler in the first round, Najee oh, yeah. Harris early in the second round. Um, I even think like a couple of, uh, yeah. But it was basically, I wasn't expecting Joe Mixon as a second pick. I wasn't expecting him to come to me in the second round. All right. Okay. So, so now that just goes into the second pick, right? I, I don't I don't think, you know, with these first round picks, like, you're, you're, most people pick studs, right? Barring injury. I think with, like, yeah, with everyone, the top three, it's, I mean, you could clearly give everyone, like, pretty you, solid grade, to be honest. Yeah, so. you, can make a, you can make an argument for yeah, you can, There's an argument to be made for anyone's first round pick, right? Exactly. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Travis, Travis Kelsey, like, I don't think you can be like, oh, that's a bad first pick. Unless it's like, like I said, like not going CMC Dalvin Cook in the first and second just because they're in kind of their own kind of stratosphere in terms of tier themselves right. where you could be like, oh, that's a little questionable. But even then, right, mm-hmm. no one knows. So I don't think the first round pick is something that I- I'm too worried about for most people. The second round pick for Joe Mixon is, you know, I think he's one of those players that this year people are very polarized about. It's like you either like him or you hate him. I love um, him. I like him. But that that was what I said. To me, I liked him, right? And, you know, I don't know if you guys want, like, the stats on the show, but, I mean, like, he played six games last season, ended up the running back 49 on the season, but he averaged 16.6 points in PPR, which means that had he played a full season, he would have been, I think, the running back four or five, right? Yeah, that's, so, been, that's been the whole thing with Joe Mixon. It was, it was never about... Like his performance, it was you know he's always been just pretty unlucky with injuries. So yeah, all right, I, I can't be mad at that man because yeah. if but, Joe Mixon is healthy, then yeah, his workload's going to be huge, right? Who yeah. like the running backs for Cincinnati are what Samaji Pirine and Travion Williams? Like mm-hmm. there's no competition there. Like he's going to get goal line like work. He's he's going to be and good. And, yeah, and from what I saw, like I actually thought the Bengals were like they looked good. Like they weren't. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl or anything, but like. Joe Burrow looks like a, a franchise quarterback. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and then they added yeah. Jamar Chase. Like, it it could be a pretty good offense. Like, I don't know. Um. So yeah, the, I I I was I'm a little bit high on Joe Mixon, and so that's why I took him at second. And so if you look at my options of like who I could have picked instead yeah. of Joe Mixon, about Justin Jefferson. Yeah, how do you, how do you feel about Jefferson, him? AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Darren Waller, and Terry McLaurin. Right. So of that list, the only wide receiver I think I would have taken over Joe Mixon is Justin Jefferson. Okay. Yeah. And that was my decision, is is whether to take Justin Jefferson or, or Joe Mixon. Okay. And yeah, what it, so, and, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, for, the reason why I think I didn't pick A.J. Brown is, you know, added Julio. It's still Derrick Henry. They're a run first team. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick up A.J. Brown. Keenan Allen is good, but he has one of the hardest schedules for wide receivers, and so I wasn't quite sure I'm picking him. I think I think you would be reaching at that point. Yeah, going into the Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin territory, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then the other thing was actually, you know, I actually considered picking up Darren Waller too. So one of the things that you know I was kind of confused at was, you know, I felt like. When Mika was criticizing my team, he was answering his own questions. And then I was like, 
I basically did what he said, right? So if you're going an RB-heavy strategy, you need an elite tight end or an elite quarterback. Mm. I looked at Darren Waller. I didn't think Clive was going to reach for Waller. I actually thought he was going for Kittle. Because like, I, yeah. yeah. I, I was watching him mock draft a lot, and I know he likes Kittle, and Kelsey uh. was already taken. I didn't think he was going to go for Mark Andrews, so I was actually thinking that he might have picked up Kittle a little bit later. So I took the uh. risk, but, you know, at the time, Jefferson and Waller were both on my short list. Like, that, that, was, the, that was the decision, right? Mm-hmm. And I ended up going with Joe Mixon because, you know, at the end of the season, I think he's going to have more points. Yeah. Which, you no, know, it's fantastic, I so. right? So, I mean, I get it. But I don't think that, even then, I'm like, first two picks, Ezekiel, Joe Mixon, like, Elliot and Joe Mixon, I don't think is... No, there's no... There's no so argument I think, to. I, th- I think when it picks. starts getting, yeah, I think when it starts getting a little muddy is when you start going into like fourth round a little bit later, when like I understand Josh Jacobs was there, and you know now that you explained your logic about how you're just going for best player, yeah. Um, there's in I guess in our league, there's you're not going to be able to play all of them at the same time, so essentially yeah, right? you're you're so, you're playing you're playing for best player. But it's not necessarily strengthening your overall starting roster. I agree. That's when it's kind of like, yeah. I agree. But in that same vein of logic, right? If you're saying Mm -hmm. that as a reason to say my team is the worst, Jude drafted two tight ends from two Philadelphia Eagle tight ends and two running backs from, like, this the same team. He drafted both of the Browns running backs. Like that is the same thing, right? Yeah, (laughs) it's the same. It's the same thing. There's no way there's enough production for to for you to roster both tight ends and both running backs from the same team. So, um, Wait, no, but, I think he he only drafted Goddard. I think he picked up Ertz. Oh, yeah, later. Ertz was, Ertz was this, during, this week. During the but draft, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in the same vein, his he has two quarterbacks, which you can only roster one. He has two running backs from the same team, and then he has two tight ends from the same team. That's, mm-hmm. that's five players on your roster. That you're not necessarily, well, yeah, yeah. Right? Am I, I mean, I'm saying, I, like, I, no, no. What's worse, like having like four elite running backs or having players on the same team that if they have a bad game, you're almost guaranteed to lose that week? Well, I mean, like I've been saying all this time, it's all speculation. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, right. And, and, I can, and here's the thing. So the next pick that I had is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which, I mean, I, I think at the time he like just sprained his ankle like a couple of nights before. Um, didn't know what his injury status was, so people kind of avoided him. But getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the third round, and you know, at this point, you can still roster three running backs. I can, right, I can right. roster Elliott, Mixon, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And so, you know, I went with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. <laughs> like he ended up, he ended the season running back twenty-two, and this is as a rookie with no preseason games and a shortened training camp, right? And the Chiefs have, you know, a fairly complicated offense. So he has another year. Like, there's really no reason to think that he's going to regress. And, you know, the Chiefs revamped their O-line. They added, like, four or five new players. You know, pro football focus ranks them seventh. Like, hmm. you know, I think he's going to do better than last year. And last year, if, if better than last year is better than running back 22 on the season, like, what is, what is you know, what's the, what's the ceiling? Right, right. And no, I mean... Dude, going back, your your first three picks were fine, and I don't think anyone can really argue. I think that's, you know, you had one of the stronger top three. Um, it just goes back to just overall roster construct, like, um, you know, Brandon Ayuk. Like, how comfortable are you 
that you have to start him and Mike Williams kind of skipping um, towards a few rounds. But like, how comfortable are you with having to start them pretty much no matter what? Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I think Josh Jacobs was kind of a, was kind of an, a weird pick for me too. I didn't necessarily think he was going to come back to me, but I think James Robinson being drafted. Um, a couple of other players, but yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. I ended up Josh Jacobs, and so if you're going by just pure stats and numbers, right, Josh Jacobs ended the season last year as the running back eight, Ezekiel Elliott ended up as the running back nine, and so, you know, in my mind, I have four very good and serviceable running backs, which is fine, so now, you know, now, like you guys said, I'm fifth round, I'm like, I need a wide receiver, right, right. and Brandon Ayuk is one of those guys that, that I have been been researching and i think that it's gonna be his his year like he's gonna be a breakout wide receiver this year and so i was very high on him so you're very bullish on him so okay very bullish on on him and you know he played 12 games last season he ended up as the wide receiver 35 he has an upgrade at qb with trey lance and you know the 49ers were kind of super injured last season right it was like every other week there was a running back going down um, and, you know, just interesting stats from week 7 to 15. He scored 17 plus points in each game. He led all wideouts and targets per game with 11.5. And he scored the third most points behind Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. And so he also tied for third amongst receivers in broken tackles, tied for 10th in red zone targets, and 8th in yards after the catch. And so the only real downside is if Kittle and Samuel are both kind of healthy and they're all on the field at the same time, like how does that impact his target share? And so that's something that I thought about, right? Which also kind of leads into my next pick, right? So this is pick five. I picked Brandon Ayuk. I'm really high on him. But I'm like, I need to secure a, a position that I can have a plug and play, um, you know, plug and play every day, forget kind of player, right? Right, right. It wasn't going to happen for tight end. I think by that point, Kelsey was taken. Uh, Kittle was gone. Clive took Waller. And I, I think Mark Andrews was gone too. Mark Andrews. When did Mark Andrews? No, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was gone too. So, yeah, so that fifth round yeah. when after you drafted when you drafted IU, uh, yeah. Steven drafted Pitts and then it triggered a back to back. Yeah, right. Following him. Yeah, know. so Pitts was gone. Andrews was gone. So I'm not gonna get, you know, like you know, and exactly like Miko said, right? He said it himself, right? He's like, if you're going on RB heavy strategy, you need an elite quarterback or an elite tight end. It wasn't right. gonna happen for tight end. So what did I do? I did exactly what he said I would do, right? I went out and got an elite quarterback. And, you know, the argument that Aaron Rodgers is not an elite quarterback is, is a little bit blasphemous, man. Like, he finished last season as the quarterback three behind Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Going back to 2012, he's only fallen out of the top ten twice. And that was once in 2013 when he broke his collarbone, once again in 27 when he was on IR when he hurt his collarbone again. So, like, a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I don't if if he's not a bona fide, like, elite quarterback, I really don't know what is, right? right, and, like, right. I, I don't... I really don't. I don't think you can. You'll find us arguing with you there. I, I think he's one of the elite ones, top five. Yeah, right. Not... So I did. So far, I've done everything that Miko suggested that I do. Right. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's right, why I was right. confused. Like he said, I had the word start. But I was like, you literally came up with the same like ending that I did. Right. You were like, okay, you got to do this, and I did the exact same thing. Whether or not you agree, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a elite quarterback. I mean, that's another argument. But for the most part. Draft wise, I followed his storyline almost to the T, which is why I thought it was funny that he was saying my team was the worst because I was like, probably would have made the same decisions if you were in my shoes. All right, 
So this is the pick that I, I agree, right? This is the most questionable pick in the draft. And and that's Michael Thomas in the seventh? Six. Seventh, seventh. Seventh, right? Yeah. So this is the thing with Michael Thomas, man. Like, this is my gamble for the season, right? Like I and like I said, you know, you guys tend to reach a little bit. You know, there's been seasons where I feel like Pops has reached for Russell Wilson because he likes him. Same mm-hmm. thing, you know, Clive drafting all Cleveland Browns. There's a little bit of wantonness <laughs> when it comes to, like, players that people like. Yeah. I really didn't know where Michael Thomas was going to go. So, you know, Michael Thomas's ADP at the time was 52.58. I got him as a 76 pick. So, you know, in terms of just pure going purely by ADP, like, mm-hmm. I still picked him up late. I just didn't know how late he was going to go. And I wanted him because at the end of the day, you know, we have an IR spot, and I asked you about it with the intention of being that if he's going to be put on IR right away, I'm going to have my chance to pick up someone afterwards, right? And so at the end of the draft, you know, I had some pretty good options. You know, I had Rieger, Crowder, Callaway, and then even as a joke, you know, like Randall Cobb could have like a decent enough season to where he could be, you know, a, a guy that will get you 8 you know? to 10 points, right? So, you know, all I had to do was put Michael Thomas in the IR and pick someone up, right? Wow. Once again, going in. I'm not trying to, you know, overpay for wide receivers, but if you can get Michael Thomas and and what the news came out today, they're going to put him put him in on IR, so, or P-U-P. P-U-P. Yeah, he's going to make six games. One of them's going to be a buy, so essentially he's going to miss five games. Five games, right? And if he comes back any looking anything like his old self, then I will have a wide receiver that I picked up in the seventh, like a wide receiver one that I picked up in the seventh round. Okay, but so I, I agree. I un- yeah, I understand it. It's it's definitely a gamble. This is a hundred percent the gamble, right? All like, right, right. A hundred percent. I'm not I'm not even gonna argue. Like this is the gamble of the draft. But But man, I I feel like that leaves you with such a big hole, like as your second wide receiver slot. And then that's what kind of made me like, uh, what is that we're doing? Cause I mean, like even a Juju or uh Cortland Sutton, Jared Judy, Antonio Brown. You know, they could essentially be the not even the first choice of their team, but their upside can essentially get you like 15 points just because like Mike Williams is such a boomer bust. It's 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 very scary, you know, to have to rely on him and slot him in hopes that Michael Thomas does come back. And when he does come back, is he happy with the league? Is he going to demand or not a league, but is he happy with the team? Is he going to demand a trade? Is it going to be a diva and, you know, hold out? So there's a lot of extra stuff that goes on with Michael Thomas. I, I 100% agree. And it's actually really funny that you mentioned Antonio Brown because uh-huh. he was another one of those wide receivers that I was very high on. And Same. I was actually targeting him to pick up after Michael Thomas. Like, that was my plan, right? Mm. At the end of the season, last season, like, I feel like he was still kind of acclimating himself to Tampa Bay in the first part. But towards yeah. the end of the season, and obviously during Super Bowl, he looked great. And reports from training camp, like, people are very impressed. He looks fast. You know, he has that chemistry with Tom Brady now. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I'm was i high on Antonio Brown. And I Agreed. he was more or less supposed to be my eighth pick. Uh, eighth pick? What is that? Seven, nine, seven, nine, eight? My, yeah, my eighth round pick. Yeah. Someone picked him up, right? So then I had to pivot. So, like, it wasn't, like, the plan was to go out and get Antonio Brown. But then if you want to talk about some of the names that you guys threw out, right? Like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, you know, right. Chenault, like 
you know, just going by what they had last season, like they had big games and flashes of like being good, but more or less they give you 10 points per week, right? And they're in the same range last season as Kiki Kuti, who just got cut, and Michael Gallup. And so, you know, of those, I went with Mike Williams because he could be a sleeper this year. I don't, I'm not saying like he, he's guaranteed to be like good. At the bare minimum, he gets me eight to 10 weeks. Like eight to, eight to ten points a week, right? Could also goose egg you. Sometimes, something, yeah. Because I've, I've been a Mike Mike Williams. I, I had him. I had him. I had him one year too, though, right? But like once again, this is like one of the things where I'm like, you know, I have Michael Thomas. I'm gonna get another wide receiver while he's on IR, and I have, you know, mm. I I need one wide receiver that's serviceable, right? And so Mike Williams is one. I originally wanted Antonio Brown. I didn't get him. And then my pick immediately after Mike Williams was another wide receiver, which I'm actually pretty happy that I got two, which I think Nelson Aguilar is, you know, you guys haven't talked about him at all. But I mean, you know, if you look at the situation that he's in, I think he's kind of getting slept on as well. Right. And I can tell you why that I'm high on Nelson Aguilar. You know, Bill Belichick paid him 24 million to be on the team. I trust Bill Belichick's judge of talent much more than my own. Right. Like, He's not someone that's mm-hmm. going to go out and pay someone. If you look at the wide, if you look at the targets in for the New England Patriots, right? And I, I feel like you know, you probably know this better than I do, CS, because you're a Patriots fan. So like the top seven mm-hmm. players who were targeted last season were Jacoby Myers with 81 targets, uh, Bird who had 77, who is now on the Bears, James White with 62, Nikhil Harry with 57, Edelman with 39, Burkhead for 30 with 33 and Ryan Izzo with 20. And so of those seven players, four of them aren't on the team anymore. So those 149 targets, where are they going to go? Right? Yeah. Not- so it's, it's just Jacoby Myers is still there, but then you also have, well, Hunter Henry's hurt right now, but uh, Johnny Smith Johnny. as well. Yeah. I'm not saying that all, he's going to get all so 149 it's... targets, but Nelson Aguilar had the best you know season of his career last season. He ended up as the wide receiver 26, right? And that was... He, they didn't even use him right away. Like the first two weeks, he had like a 19% stop usage. In week three, it jumped up to 75%. And then by the end of the season, he was playing every snap. So it's like, I think he's another one of those people that, you know, safe floor, high ceiling. And that's what I was going for with the wide receivers later in the draft. I wanted someone who, you know, Mike Williams could get you a goose egg, but if you plug him in on a good matchup, like he's still going to perform, right? He's not, he's, the talent is there. He has some issues with drops and stuff but he's not a bad player so you're saying he would be you'd, you'd rotate Aguilar and uh mike so you're pretty much going to rotate that that second yeah, slot i can stream Aguilar, my receivers got, too right like i have an open right, slot right. while he's while mike will you got you picked up marquez and too. i got and i got callaway like the the day after so you know there's a lot of okay uh, it is i mean wide receiver is obviously the weak the weaker kind of position in my in my roster but if everything right. pans out, you know that could that could change. Yeah, I think okay. wide receiver is the easiest one to kind of cover yourself. And with. it's it's such a deep position, right? You can't do that with running backs, right? No, you can't. The difference between like the RB one and the RB three is huge, and you know, I don't know. That's that's the way I was looking at it. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. And I, I well now uh you know to to wrap things up uh because we're getting a little long, but. No, yeah, you, you've 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 given me more clarity with your overall draft. Um, I would still say um, Josh Jacobs pick. I probably would have gotten a 
potential receiver there. I mean, like Julio or Thielen, I think I would I would have taken, or even Deontay. I don't know how you feel about Deontay, but I'm a little high, higher on Deontay because I would have taken him over Ayuk. I like Deontay, uh, but, uh, but I, Julio. I think is, if you know he's sharing the field, he's on a run first team, and he has AJ Brown with him too, right? And then, okay, fair and, enough. And, and but say you picked Thielen up Thielen too, right? Is you know he's he's kind of you know taking a backseat to Justin Jefferson and. I don't know. Like, I'm not as I'm not as high as him this year for yeah. sure. I mean, that's that's the reason why I picked up Mike Davis over. And remember him, what definitely. I said at the very beginning, right? My I like I I do this with blinders on. There's I don't really look at positions and, unless it's like, oh god, I don't I, I need to roster one. But Josh Jacobs, I think, outscores Thielen and Julio Jones. I agree, but at the same time, who someone's gonna have to sit out of your three? So, like, I'm I'm just saying personally. Um, I would have had, I'd rather have like Ayuk and Deontay Johnson and then your three running backs opposed to Ayuk, Mike Williams, and then Josh Jacobs potentially rotating with one of your three studs. So, but I mean, other than that, man, uh, you know, gain more clarity. I, mean, I have a better understanding of why you did what you did. Cause I mean, you, you are, you are much higher on Ayuk than me personally. And so if people share that same sentiment, then. You know, it's it's a solid pick over at the fifth round. Yeah, I think he'll break out. I'm I'm pretty high on him too, but it's just and just receivers, San Francisco receivers and injuries, and San Francisco running backs and injuries. It's always it's always a thing. It's always a thing. Yeah. So. You know, he's already um, he's already tending to a hammy issue, so he he sat out last preseason game. Yeah. Just so. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I I, I respect the. Uh, the algorithm, you know, you like you said, you you yes. did it with blinders on, so you stuck with it, man. You gotta commit. That's the, yeah. that's the secret. You gotta, you gotta, in, whatever strategy in. you've come up with before the draft, you gotta, you know, you gotta follow through. That's the key. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, Howard, we appreciate you coming on, brother. All right, thank you, thank Later, you. Guys. Till next time, buddy. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. The uh, two people that got voted as the worst teams. Based off of uh, me, Jude, Miko, and John, uh, you can choose sides. You know, if you you feel like you can relate to what they're saying, you know, by all means. But uh, I think we gain more clarity and logic from what they're trying to say or trying to how they were trying to draft, rather. So, uh, any closing thoughts, John, Miko? Wesley's a lucky motherfucker. Wesley's That's it, Wes. <laughs> Uh, he knew this all along. Well, we'll see how the season plays out. Yep. So we gonna see, man. I mean, it's I all. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I understand. It's, it's all speculation. It's all speculation. <laughs> <laughs> you won't know. Oh, I hate this game. This is the thing about fantasy and life. We don't know about things until they happen. Life is speculation, y'all. Uh, we just need to read the spoilers on reddit well I speculate I'm gonna kill myself if I lose <laughs> okay bye bye everybody alright boys peace